0: Welcome to the Doc Lounge podcast, Crazy Cases series. In this series, we will explore some of the most unusual and interesting cases medicine has ever seen. We will speak with providers of all specialties from all over the nation. We will hear firsthand accounts from symptoms to treatments to cures. So sit back, relax, and let's explore some crazy cases. Hello everyone thank you guys for tuning in to the crazy cases series of our doc lounge podcast and today i'm lucky enough to have two co-hosts so joining me is regional vice president of business development here at pacific companies mr rob miller and a special friend of the doc lounge podcast physician assistant cassandra Carn. For today's episode of Crazy Cases, Rob, Cassandra, and I had the pleasure of talking to Dr. Stephen Cashell. He's a board-certified emergency medicine physician currently practicing out of Pasadena, California. So Dr. Cashel brings us back to a case that is extremely interesting and definitely something different than we've heard in the podcast series so far left me speechless. I still don't know quite what to think of it so it's open for interpretation. I don't want to give too much away as usual so hang on after this quick disclaimer for our episode with Dr. Stephen Cashel. And just a quick reminder every episode of Crazy Cases is HIPAA compliant. All names have been changed and all personal patient information will remain private. So that being said let's get started. Hi, Dr. Cashel. Thank you for joining us today. No problem. So paint a picture for us. Take us back to the beginning. How did the patient present themselves to you, and what were the symptoms?
1: Well, basically, uh, this happened a long time ago, and it was actually in the Northeast. I was the attendee physician, ER. Uh, I was working a night shift, and the medics bring in this 18-year-old girl, who they found unresponsive and apparently the initial thought was that it was a uh, intentional overdose uh, slash uh, suicide attempt. When the patient arrived in the ER, she was totally unresponsive. Her uh, core temperature was 92, and, but she was maintaining airway and her ABCs were fine. So we do what we normally do is, or the whole bunch of tests. And as it turned, the title came back 100, with a toxic dose uh, being for a uh, for four hour is above 140, for a 12 hour be above, I think 40 to 50, this is 400. And when we ran the other test, she had all the signs and symptoms of fulminant uh, liver failure. Oh
0: my Her gosh. liver
1: functions were off the scale, Her coags were off the scale. And at the time, our main hope was to keep her alive long enough so that she could eventually get a liver transplant. Yeah. And we found out late, and this is an addition which helps with the history. Her mother was a surgical ICU nurse and her father was a psychiatrist. Oh wow. So as we like always like to say she had two strikes against her. (laughs) And apparently, as it turned out, she actually had taken the Tylenol probably 10 to 12 hours before both parents were away back. They found her in that condition.
2: So sad. And
1: we did the usual things that you did at the time, aside from ordering the lab test. Everybody got charcoal in her case, through an NG tube. Then when we got the Tylenol level, she got uh, an acetylcysteine. Of course, again, back then, they didn't have the IV version, again, through an NG tube. And as I stated previously, we just kept monitoring her, but she still remained unresponsive. She got placed on a hypothermia blanket. And shortly thereafter, The mother came in and this is kind of where the interesting or unusual part came in. They were East Indian. So the mother came in, had this bag full of ash. She started rubbing the ash on the patient's uh, abdomen and saying a mantra and a couple minutes later she just woke up and said, where am I? What happened?
0: Was the mantra in a different language?
1: I don't know the exact dialect. It was in yeah. some you know, East Indian Punjabi, you know, one of them. But yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden, she sat up. And to this day, we couldn't explain it. It wasn't anything we did. We did transfer her to Mount Sinai Medical Center which at the time was the, the liver transplant center. And because the mother was an SICU nurse in our hospital, we were able to get follow-up and believe it or not, according to them, she recovered 90% of her liver function. Wow. Wow!
2: With no other intervention yeah. besides?
1: No, just with, all, all she got was charcoal and, and it's a persisting. I'm assuming they did the normal protocol. But as I stated, at that point, her, co- her INR was like in the eight to nine range. Her uh, liver enzymes were off the scale. And, I mean, as I said, our main goal was to keep her alive so that she could get a liver transplant.
0: Wow. And those are things, those are numbers. Like once your liver is at that stage, it doesn't bounce back, right? You, you need a transplant.
1: It's not supposed to. Wow. I mean, yeah. she had, by all signs and symptoms, fulminant hepatic failure. And again, this the hypothermia she had, which, remember, Tylenol works for fevers. And if you take a whole lot of Tylenol, it will make you hypothermic. Huh. So everything was consistent with massive uh, acetaminophen overtose and... Uh, and uh, Permanent
3: hepatic uh, failure. I have a question, Dr. Cushell. As you're, as you're set the scene for us, you're in a room and you guys are doing your best, and the mom walks in and she's carrying is it like a, a bag of ashes? Is it a box or whatever? And are y'all just standing there watching her do this, or how does that go down? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I mean,
1: she walks in and she has this little sort of like a silk little purse uh, or sack. Uh huh.
3: Uh huh. You know,
1: women would keep cosmetics in. Right, right. And then, yeah, we're watching with this belief and <laughs> she just goes over, puts this on her stomach, starts rubbing the stomach and literally within minutes after she's done, the kid just wakes up, literally opens her eyes and sits up and says, "Where am I and what happened?" It's like we were we were staring at each other. Wow.
2: Do you? Did anyone find out, was her mother a healer, or did she have some type of Eastern medicine, I don't know, specialty?
1: We didn't bother ask, asking that. we I mean,
2: are <laughs> in too much shock at <laughs> <in> that point. <laughs> yeah, we were, you know, I'd be interested <laughs> to know, though. I mean, it can't be that everybody knows to say the mantra I mean, and rub ashes. Uh-huh.
1: Literally, everyone's jaw dropped, and we were just staring at each other so I was like, Huh? Oh my wow. god! Wow,
2: that must be one of the stories that's legendary, and people still tell.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, I've been practicing over twenty-five years, and I've seen the weird, the bizarre, people doing wow. weird things to themselves, but nothing like this.
3: I was actually, actually going to ask you, Dr. Cushel, I mean, with what you just said there with practicing over 25 years, is there, is there anything that walks through the door that you see now that surprises you, that, or is it just all just kind of, eh, yeah, I've seen it, done it, bought the T-shirt?
1: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, uh, I've seen people stick weird things in weird places. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. And... I mean, I've seen interesting things. I mean, I saw one guy who came in with a cough. When we got the X-ray, it's like, huh? As it as it turned out, the guy was a carpenter, and yeah. he had, and basically, you know, carpenters put nails in their mouth and take <laughs> them yeah, yeah, yeah. Somehow, he, this guy inhaled. So we got the X-ray. Uh, there was a nail in his right lower
3: lower bronchus wow good gravy yeah. so this this brings up another great question i have to add, i've always wanted to know this i'm so glad about this podcast so as you as an er physician do, do you guys okay certain times of year where you know it's coming right are all hands on deck so like okay it's halloween everybody's all hands on deck or it's new year's eve or fourth of july or you know just you know there's just something crazy that's coming in that just you know, it meets or exceeds all expectations regarding you know just different times of year where it's crazy, or is it just you know what is it? Do you see those types of, of things where it just peaks and like, you know, or
1: or what do you what do you see and with what you do on that every day? Uh, usually, uh, if there's a holiday on a weekend and a full moon, watch out. <laughs> that's like that's like triple hex. I mean, a holiday weekend with a full moon is like. Wow! Yeah, I gave up. I gave up working New Year's Eve a long time ago because of that. because yeah. uh, way back when I was te- uh, teaching faculty with the EM residency program at a trauma center, and I happened to work in New Year's Eve, and I think we saw about thirty-six traumas. Wow! Yeah,
2: it was I great experience. Coffee. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it was great experience for the residents. Yeah, but you know, after after that, I said I'm never working on New Year's Eve again.
2: Why put yourself and, through it?
1: Yeah, I mean, when you're young, if you're you know, you're enthusiastic. As you get older, it's like, yeah, I'd rather take a more sedate day. I mean, and of course, the new wrench this year, of course, is COVID.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's
1: that changed the equation on everything. Sure. So, I know. So now we all have to get dressed up in uh, spacesuits. Yeah.
3: Has that been a, you know, has it been a particular challenge for you practicing medicine lately with COVID or what has been some of the biggest
1: challenges you've had with that coming through? I mean, it just adds complexities to our life. I mean, you know, if someone comes in with a fever and a cough, normally before we weren't too excited about it. Now, someone comes in with a fever and a cough, you have to get gowned on. Wear your PPE or, or PAPR, and just adds time. So, and of course, it bogs down the ear. It bogs down the ear because in almost every hospital, they, even if you admit the patient or even if you have to transfer a patient, they, no one will accept it unless you do a rapid COVID test in the ER. Wow. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So that's got to be bogging things down, right?
1: Yeah. And of course, this winter, God knows what's going to happen.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. I'm,
1: personally, I'm hoping for the vaccine. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think we all are, just so we're clear. I think we all are. Yeah. I think I'll be one of the first ones to take it. It's like, give it to me. <laughs> yeah. Actually, actually, I was disappointed. I had, an, I had the uh, antibody test, and I was negative. I'm like, come on now. All this exposure, uh, you mean to tell me? Me? I didn't <laughs> develop any antibodies? Come on.
2: Yeah. Something, something... Maybe it was an inaccurate test.
1: <laughs> no. The, I mean, you could say the swabs may be inaccurate. The antibodies are pretty, of course, they're quantitative tests. Uh, they're accurate. I was just disappointed. Yeah. It's like, come on.
2: Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of wondering, back to your initial case, because it's so interesting, did it change you as a practitioner, as a physician, to see that? Like, do you believe more, you know, when you, I don't know if you see it in Pasadena, but when people do cupping or acupuncture, just kind of those other treatments? Alternative, yeah. yeah. Because I feel like I'm more open to them now just because people constantly say they work. You know, you give them a little credence, but you had a real experience.
1: Yeah, and actually I do, I do. I get acupuncture, and actually <laughs> I've studied uh, martial arts for 15 years, and I go twice a well, up until now, twice a year to see my master in Hong Kong uh, for training. So as far as Chinese medicine, and again, like everything's taken in the right region, it works. I really want to get it as a cure for cancer. But hmm. if you know the limitations of the modality, it actually works really well. And I tell people who go in the ER who come in with back pain, hmm. <clears throat> I tell them to go see an acupuncturist or chiropractor. I go, all I can do is give you pills. They'll cover it up. They really won't do anything. Of course, the only caveat with that is most of the patients I see have Medi-Cal. And, of course, Medi-Cal won't pay for traditional Western medicine. They'd rather pay for your everything else, including uh, your chronic opioid prescription, which, again, I wish they could reform, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to turn around a ship going full speed.
2: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's really a loss that winds up costing them a lot more money with the opiate crisis.
1: It's also, especially the workers comp because for a while Mm -hmm. where I worked, we did a lot of workers comp and we were, and we all got to be QMEs, qualified medical examiners. Mm -hmm. And it was strange. Anytime we asked for physical therapy, we always get, no, no, no. Tourist companies that just give them the drugs. They'll be fine. I know, like, if we get in physical therapy, they'll be able to come back to work sooner and it will cost you less. No, 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 no. Yeah. So, again, you're fighting a sitting hole, which is hard. For our case, I didn't mind because we had our own regular workers' comp clients and the way we are reimbursed is per patient scene at that point. So... Want to come back every two weeks i say hi and uh <laughs> bill them for it it's fine with me but yeah But i actually have patients who wanted to get work and the and the uh workers compensation companies were saying no 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 you know you have to waste they wanted you to waste six weeks before you could start physical therapy and we're like that's really uh a stupid idea
0: well insurance companies don't make money on all these alternative medical approaches so you know they don't want to recommend
1: and opioids are cheap they're like uh 30 cents a pill so even if you're taking it four times a day for 30 days 120 times 20 is still what 24 something like that just as i saying in my head it's <laughs> cheap for them to take 24 and pay a physical therapist uh, 60 or 70 dollars.
2: I think the best part of physical therapy, I mean, besides the actual therapy, is that the person feels like their pain is being supported, and it's almost like a mini therapy session as well, mm-hmm. you know, because the physical therapists are amazing. They're but... really
1: good. Oh, which reminds me, if you want to hear another quick story about myself, this isn't talking about Asian and, you know, Chinese medicine. As I said, I've done a lot of martial arts. And a few years ago, I was having a problem with my shoulder, You know, because when I was younger, I was an athlete. And so I went to a very renowned orthopedic you know, surgeon. We tried everything, physical therapy, steroid injections. And he was about to set me up to have some arthroscopic surgery. In the interim, I went over to Hong Kong to see my uh, master. And she gave me some exercises. And within uh, two weeks, I had no longer had any pain. I've had no pain since. Wow. Wow.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I believe it. And they have studies and studies of cancer patients that have good attitudes and positive thinking. And they beat cancer. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, spirit is, and spirituality is a big factor in uh health and Mm well-being unfortunately as most most of uh, the people i work for say you can't vote for that so
0: (laughs) yeah well thank you so much for spending your time with me and or us and uh sharing your case uh super interesting and definitely one that um i i sure will be talking about um but yeah i really appreciate it yeah, nice to meet you. But no problem. Yep.
3: Thank you, Dr. Cushell. Very great to hear you. All right. Talk about you Have a all great right. Day. Thank you. Uh-huh.
0: Bye. 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 Thank you to all our listeners. If you'd like to be notified when new episodes air, make sure to hit that subscribe button. And a big thank you to Pacific Companies. Without you guys, this podcast could not be possible. If you would like to be a guest, go to www.pacificcompanies.com. Thank you.